Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome back to Paranormal Activity with me, Yvette Fielding, where this week it's all about you. We'll be answering your questions and hearing your experiences in this month's listener special. We love hearing your paranormal stories. So alongside our weekly Monday Mail Time episodes, we're also dedicating the first episode of every month to you. If you follow us on socials, you may have also seen that we're reaching out for any paranormal groups to get in touch with us, to share their evidence and encounters. And we'll be featuring some of these uh, later on in the episode. But first, let's kick off with an email from Anne, who got in touch after hearing her friend Kate share her stories of Shepton Mallet in our episode titled End of Life. Dear Yvette, I felt I had to get in touch having just heard my friend and ex-colleague, the wonderful and most beautiful Kate, on your podcast talking about her experience at Shepton Mallet Prison. I can not only verify everything she said, but add so many other experiences into the mix. Kate and I worked together whilst training as night supervisors, and I started just a few weeks before Kate. I've been visiting the prison since day one of it opening to the public on May the 18th, 2017, having tentatively dabbled in the weirdness that is EVP investigation. And what I found at the prison had me hooked 100% to such an extent that I'm in the final stages of writing a book about my experiences there. And frankly, how the place has rocked my world and changed my life. It sounds over the top and corny, but it's true. My experiences there have triggered others that were not as welcome in my own home too. From 2017 to early 2022, I had a constant stream of mild to moderate poltergeist activity that I can only attribute to having immersed myself in so much weirdness. Only last night, a steak knife launched itself from the sink across the kitchen floor. So it's not quite gone, although thankfully, for the most part, the house doesn't feel occupied by anyone other than myself and my hubby Jack. My research has also led me to investigate other incredible places, often inadvertently, such as Sachsenhausen Concentration Camp, various sites in Normandy, Kefalonia, UK residents, amongst the usual sites in England, such as the ancient Ram Inn and East Drive, etc., all with staggering results. I love this work. It's life-changing and liberating.' 
To date, I've recorded nearly 6,000 genuine captures on site, ranging from the usual wispy sorts to downright, oh my God, class A captures, of which I'm enormously proud, despite the fact that they're not mine, rather that I was the sponge that sort of soaked them up, if that makes sense. Indeed it does. I have developed a system for recording, listening, analysing and cataloguing my captures and then spending as much time as possible looking at the data, asking questions and working on theories. For example, why is it that capture quantity and quality rapidly escalate when the temperatures go below zero? Working on graphs to look at those dramatic peaks and troughs is beyond fascinating and raises more questions than can be answered. Also, the prison has thrown up deeper, far deeper set bait. I mean, it's all well and flipping amazing to capture the voices of the deceased, but when one of these captures force you to question our perception of time and reality, well, to say that I sit at my laptop, earbuds deployed, often with an expression of extreme gobsmackness across my visage, is an understatement. I could go on, but I don't want to bombard. And as Kate said, until you've locked up at 3.30am solo after all the guests have gone, it's something else. Oh God, it is. And I'm comfortable there. But locking up had me scuttling along like a mouse, certainly towards the end, when you hear someone walking next to you and singing in your ear, jelly legs is an understatement. I've attached a selection of captures, each repeated three times. In some cases, I've slowed them a little bit, but these are some of the clearest, so it's not always been necessary. All of these were recorded at the prison between 2017 and up to just a couple of weeks ago. There's thousands more, but for starters, these are quite nice. All barring one of these were recorded when absolutely alone, and I mean quite often, literally, the only living soul on site and locked in. When I record, I give a running commentary so that I know if there's a bird in the background, my tummy rumbling, a dog barking, a lawnmower in the distance, or the sound of the local primary school kicking out. If you would like any further info about where, what, when, etc., like I said, I can supply all information as I log everything. And that's from Anne in Ilchester, Somerset. So let's have a listen to these clips. In segregation cell. Giving a talk in a few weeks.
Whose dog? Was it the prison dog? I heard a dog barking here once. And thanks so much for sharing your experiences with us and, of course, sending in those audio clips. Absolutely fascinating. What do you think to them? Let me know. Now, it's interesting stuff, and you've brought up um, a very interesting question. Why does the temperature seem to drop in certain circumstances just before a paranormal happening? Well, is it because our unseen energy, our auras, as it were, are being drawn upon to use as fuel before activity can occur? Do the spirits need to use our electricity to communicate? It would make sense, wouldn't it? But there are cases where the temperature doesn't move. It stays and remains at an average measurement when activity does occur. It's fascinating, isn't it? I remember two members of my team were investigating an old train carriage. uh, And just before the wrapping began, the temperature dropped so rapidly and so quickly that the glass had begun to frost over uh, in on the inside of the carriage and then the thudding and wrapping really began to thump around the carriage. Now, those two investigators were frightened but mesmerised at the same time. And weirdly enough, well, for them, they were incredibly excited. One of them had a scientific brain and um, they were gobsmacked at the minus um, temperature drop uh, and how it had gone from an average temperature in the train to a minus Uh, temperature. And all in literally a couple of seconds, it happened so quickly and it was freezing. You'd see the the breath coming out of their their mouths, the tendrils, the little fingers of of ice growing on the inside of the window pane of the train carriage. It was absolutely fantastic. Uh, And it was a real moment for us because when the temperature does drop dramatically like that, and there's no logical scientific explanation, to me, that is evidence. That is proof that something, something paranormal is going on. But why? Why do they need to drop the temperature? And like I say, it's not in all cases, it's only some. And that is even more fascinating. Now, let's move to another investigator. I caught up with Jamie Robertson and he can be found at paranormaltorch.com and he shares some of the strangest encounters he has had over the years with me. Jamie Tell me if I'm wrong or get anything right, but I've been doing a little bit of research about you. Uh, All very interesting. You started really investigating um, the paranormal in 2003, but your love of it came about the same as mine, kind of, with a a television programme called Strange But True. Have I got that right? I love it. Yes, correct. Yes, um, 2003 was obviously when you might know that date for a certain TV show coming on. Um, but before that, it was strange but true. That got me into the love of the paranormal. Oh, and Ghost Watch as well. That scared the hell out of me. Do you remember that certain BBC show? I think show? it scared the nation. Yeah. I never watched it because I, uh, but because uh, I was as as uh, my paranormal family know, um, I I don't watch anything spooky or strange. But I'll immerse myself in it. But I can't I can't watch it at all. Yeah. No, we started in two thousand and two. So tell me all about Paranormal to- Torch then, and um, uh, and how it came about. And also, I've just been looking at. Some 
some of the phenomena that you captured at Coal House Fort, which is a place I know very, very well. Uh, we filmed there and also we've done a most haunted experience there many, many times. A wonderful place, isn't it, to go and investigate? Yeah, it is. So Paranormal Torch was a bit of a long journey, really. Um, obviously, everyone gets the interest in the paranormal at some point, as we've discussed with Strange But True. And then I had a friend, Andrew and Nick, who you may have met, actually. Um, they used to run a paranormal tour company, and I think you met them at Beauty Abbey. Or anyway, uh, they got me involved in the paranormal properly by because of my job, I like doing um, like doing music and audio editing, and they wanted mm. someone to look at the EVPs and sound on mm. the side, so clean up stuff. And that's where it came about, really. I started to um, get experience going with them to places, and from then, eventually, Simon, who used to be at the Cold Asphalt, he left, and they asked if I'd take on the paranormal. So I then started looking after the paranormal after Simon left, and I was there for quite a few years. And then after that, I thought I'd really like to do my own thing. Do you know what I mean? Where I'm not not part of an event company, not part of a big team, just something where I can focus on things myself. And hence, Paranormal Torch was born. And it's wonderful. So um, just you know, uh, whilst you're listening, if, if you fancy going and seeing Jamie's work, then go to www.paranormaltorch.com. And I've just had a look at uh, a couple of um, uh, clips that you made from Cole House Fort. And should we just, just have a listen? Do you want to describe first what's happening? And then we'll we'll play in that first clip. And it's of, it's of somebody shouting. Mm, okay, so when I was there, we used to, we had a little on-site team that was due to health and safety regulations. And me and James were there one night just doing some photos and stuff, um, just for promotional stuff. And we was in uh, the area near the latrines. I don't know if you remember that. It's sort mm. of like toilet area, sort of off, off to the side. And we suddenly heard this shout come from within the tunnels. And we was like, what was that? Was that you? And James was like, no. And um, I was like, what was it? So obviously you don't see, but we went and looked no one knew we was actually at the fort, apart from the, the big bosses knew we went in there and we've signed in. So it was quite controlled to as much as it could be because it was like the middle of the night. No one knew it was there. I think it was a weekday as well, so you wouldn't get many people hanging around. There was just no one there. But we don't know who shouted. It was like, oi, or oi, 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 hello. You know, something like that. I can't remember that. It's so long ago. But yeah, it's best to hear the clip first, I think. Now, you see, I when I was investigating Coal House Fort and the times that I've been there, um, that is a very common phenomena. Um, and we caught a similar noise and lots of them, um, uh, of this shouting going on. And I remember us all getting really freaked out at one point because it was lots of banging and shouting as if, I don't know, we were being besieged by a bloody army. It was incredible. So when I heard 
the noise that we've just heard, it brought back memories of that. And it's really weird, isn't it, uh, Jamie, how you yeah, sort of get used to, you go, oh, yeah, that, no, that's normal, that shouting, don't worry. That's quite <laughs> that's right. Yeah, right, I, you know. I was talking about that, yes. Yeah, I was talking to someone about this the other day, actually. When you're an investigator, have been doing it for so long, initially you you think it's something logical, don't you? Mm. And then it's like, well, hang on a minute, we're on our own. So who was that? And um, yeah, I completely agree there. Uh, but yeah, you're certainly right. The fault definitely has a lot of audio phenomena. It's fantastic. It. So do you think, do you believe in the stone tape theory with audio? Yes. Yes, so I do. do I, I yeah. do. Yeah. I, think, I, think, I think it's definitely something that needs to be, I mean, EVP is definitely a strong area of evidence to capture. Yes, of providing course, yeah. you can eliminate anything, yeah. anything else that's contaminating. Let's stay on the audio because let's l listen to the second clip. So just explain, you know, who was there and you knew where everybody was. Yeah. So I was over in, you know, as you go in, there's the uh, the gatehouse. Yes. Um, above, you can go in the room above. I was there with a couple of people and then I had my team members, Sam and David and a couple of other people over in the latrines area. And... It's very strange when you watch the clip because they they could hear something and then David asks out and it's really strange because on David's side of the camera, it doesn't hear anything, but there was a dictaphone next to Sam and it picked up a female voice. So it's really weird why one would pick up one and one wouldn't, if you know what I mean. And And Sam was the only lady there. There was no one else. And I think this was about 1.40 or something in the morning as well. And we checked around after because they thought, you know, they, they heard some sort of noise, but there was no one around. So it's 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 just really, it baffles me. It baffles me. Well, let's, have a, let's have a, a quick listen. Hello, is anybody down there? 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 I don't know if it was in my head, but when I called out, is anyone there? I thought a female voice answered me back. And I thought someone was outside. Yeah, you heard what I did. I mean, absolutely fascinating. I love it when mm. you know everybody is accounted for, you know where your, your team members are. Uh, I mean, we had something very similar. We were at Birmingham Lockup and we caught it on EVP. It was absolutely amazing. And it was a woman crying and she's going, no, no, wow. no, no, no. And it was, it, it really? made me cry because you could really hear the emotion in this, this poor woman's uh, voice. And isn't it the most amazing thing when you capture EVP and it's a clear, clear voice and no, everybody's accounted for, you know, it's not your team, you know, there's nobody else in, in the location. Isn't it remarkable? It is. I completely agree. And also, I found over the years investigating, not just at Cold Asphalt, various places, sometimes you might hear a noise and and think, what was that? But when you play back on like recordings, it comes out as an EVP. It's very strange. I've actually mm. come across that quite a lot. And this was one of the cases, I believe, where they heard a noise, didn't know what it was. And then when it wasn't until it was actually quite a while after we noticed this voice was captured. 
So, Wonderful. which is really, yeah. I, I mean, that was probably one of the best EVPs I've ever caught. Oh, that's lovely. And I'll, so I'll for, yeah. for you and your team, what would you say? Because as you know, there are now, I mean, when, when I started, um, you know, 20 years ago, um, there were only a small, very small handful of paranormal groups around the yeah. country in the, mm-hmm. in the, you know, in the world really, I suppose. But now there's every county has got, you know, masses of them and it's become incredibly yeah. popular. And um, so everybody's using very similar equipment or they're all trying to find the new gadget. Or So for you and your team, what's the most reliable piece of, of ghost hunting equipment? Well, for Paranormal Torch, I'm actually using, I don't know what you guys use, uh, but I'm using a Canon XA50, and right. it's got extra mics put on top, so a boom mic on top of that. And I'm actually finding the boom mic that it's using is picking up more audio phenomena than actual general cameras would pick up, if does that make sense? Yes, well, that's, really strong ca- that's really yeah. interesting because we're finding, we've got new cameras as well now. For the If Carl was here now, he'd be able to tell you exactly what they were. Yeah. But we've discovered that we're picking up more on the, weird, on the camera mic rather than on the boom. I think the cameras, the technology compared to 20 years ago has changed so much. Oh, you I know. know. We don't use the same EMF meters. We don't use, I mean, the only thing that's still the same is the K2. <laughs> I think yeah. that'll be sticking around for a while. But, the, uh, but you're completely right. I mean, the cameras, the quality of cameras now being, what, 4K and everything, they just, mm. I think that, that extra amount of technology, the frequencies they can pick up, I think that's helping things. But I think the main thing is to also, like you say, we were talking about just now about the... Um, if you're controlled, if you know where everyone is, that can help eliminate potential, um, you know, contamination. And that's when you know if you've got something really good. Um, because I think a lot of the EBPs out there that you you look at other shows and that, and you think mm, maybe that could be something. But when you get these ones where you're adamant that no one else was speaking or there was no other female was about, like for instance, if I think you might have had a few over the years where you've caught a lady talking, but you're the only one around. Yeah, and, exactly. Um, yeah, exactly. That, they're the ones that really fascinate me. Me they're too. The ones that, yeah. So, just lastly, what's your most jaw-dropping experience where you've where you've seen a ghost or you've just oh my god, that's just the most incredible thing I've ever seen or heard? Well, I did. Uh, I, I um, have an incident. It's not really a scene incident. I do a lot of graveyards, and I. <laughs> We're, we're still baffled to this day why a grave would give off EMF. We actually tried multiple EMF meters on it, and, and, and it was giving off. It was like someone had taped a cell phone or a mobile phone inside. How very strange. So it, it was very strange, and that's, that stuff like that is what baffled. I mean, I'm quite sceptical with things. I've seen shadows and stuff like that, but when it's stuff that that technology can back up, and we had a few noises at this graveyard as well. We mm. thought something was around us. Uh, but this particular thing, I just think it was, I don't know. I think that's the thing. When evidence leaves you baffled, that's when you know you're onto something. Yeah. And do you think you'll always keep going? Are you absolutely in love like oh, I am yeah. where you just can't, you just won't stop until the day you die? Yeah, definitely. And then you still carry on after. Yeah. <laughs> doing, it from the, doing it from the other side. That's true. If I go before yeah. you, Jamie, I'll come and contact you on the Ouija board on Halloween night. It'd be That's me. It, yeah. Hello, yeah. love. <laughs> well, well hopefully, Jamie. Hopefully, you never know. They'll get cold ass foot or somewhere like that back again. So, you know, you oh, can go back there. Oh, it'd be lovely, that, and... wouldn't it? God, oh, oh, it scares me to death, that place. And, and they're always going, go on, Yvette, you go off on your own. And I'm like, 
no, I don't want to go off on my own. I'm happy with somebody else. Thank you very much. Um, you Jamie are brave, Rob- though. You've done it before. Yeah, you've done I it a lot. Have. So, yeah, yeah. Thank you've, you. You've, from, from the early days, you know, you've oh, really God. come along. Uh, well, I, I suppose it's it's funny just watching the growth of it, isn't it? And sort of just watching mm. somebody absolutely weeing themselves, screaming every two seconds. <laughs> and now it's kind of like, right, okay, yeah, let's let's go and do it. Jamie Robertson, thank you so very, very much. And um, as I say, if you fancy catching up with Jamie and his paranormal investigations, go to www.paranormaltorch.com. And I'm sure we'll speak to you again very soon. Thank you, sweetie. Thank you. And we'll also be chatting with investigator Jordan Hopes, known as Doody Rhino, later in the show. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi, I'm Tally and I'm getting married in 2024. But I don't want to get sucked into feeling like I have to change everything about myself in the lead up to the big day. As soon as I got engaged, I felt like there was this extra pressure to change my body and try to look perfect. So I wanted to create the Anti-Diet Bride podcast to talk about it. Because shouldn't your wedding be about celebrating your marriage and not about the size of your waist? So join me chatting to fellow brides, wedding industry experts, and even my fiance as we navigate this roller coaster planning process. Come and join the bridal party. Listen on the first Wednesday of every month on the Train Happy podcast feed and it's available wherever you get your podcasts from.
Next up is a question on reincarnation from our listener, Katie. Hello, Yvette. I've always watched Most Haunted growing up and I adore it. Well, thank you very much. I'm truly fascinated by the paranormal and the spirit world. And I've recently began to listen to your podcast and I'm enjoying every moment of it. But one topic in particular really got me thinking and also ran a shiver down my spine. And it was the topic of reincarnation. Since I was about four or five years old, I've always been drawn to the 1900s or 1920s. I remember being drawn to TV shows such as Laurel and Hardy and old movies from those times, even furniture such as oil lamps and gramophones. I was absolutely fascinated and I remember hearing the music and I began to sing it out loud as if I'd heard it before and I'd never heard it at all before. So it was very strange for me. And then when I got older, I began to experience dreams and feelings when I would hear music from that time period. I would say I'm very familiar with. And especially when I went to London for the first time, that felt very familiar and I didn't even know why. But it was going to Edinburgh. That was where I felt the strangest. I know when I was walking around that I'd been there before. I knew these places. I was with a friend and they were shocked about how much I knew about the locations we were in. I was definitely guided by another force or energy as I could feel it all around me when I was there. So my question would be, is this actually possible to have these past thoughts or emotions? Regards, Katie. Well, hi, Katie. Well, absolutely it is. Many people around the globe have had these feelings. They visited a new city and bizarrely were able to walk around it without reading a map or asking for directions because they knew that they'd been there before, although in this lifetime, they definitely hadn't. If you want to listen in more depth to my reincarnation episode, then have a look into our program all about that subject. I knew myself that I'd lived before as a man in the 1960s as I began to have really odd dreams. I saw that I was in locations and buildings that I have never been into before in this life. Strange faces would flash before my eyes. I would wake up knowing that this wasn't a dream. It was a past life that I was being shown. Now, I believe that we begin to see visions or detailed dreams of our past lives when this current life needs to know about it. So stay with me here. So in my case, my soul was readying itself for the time in this life where I would be tested again. You see, I believe that in each life we live, we go through the same life lesson until we have learned how to deal with that lesson, how to learn from it and how not to make the same mistakes again. If you manage to stop making that same mistake again, then your soul can move on. Don't brush these thoughts and feelings off. It's probably correct that you did indeed live in the 1920s. If dreams begin where you are someone else, when you wake up, Write the dream down, make a diary, and then try to research places, buildings, and names. It really is totally fascinating. I mean, when you start to match historical facts with things that were, was in your mind, was in your brain when you were asleep, and you think, oh, I didn't know that. Oh my, and it all starts to fit together. Wow, it's a real game changer. So finding out who I was in my last life, and believe me, we've all had many, many lives. It really helped me emotionally move forward in a positive light in this current life. So never be afraid of the information that you're given. 
This is your soul giving you a heads up. My next guest is Jordan Hopes, a.k.a. he's a YouTuber, and his YouTube channel is called Doody Rhino, Doody Rhino. So if you fancy checking out his investigations with his team, uh, they go all over the country, then um, do check them out. They're really, really good, actually. Um, I enjoyed watching uh, one particular one. Hi, Jordan. How are you doing? Hi there. Very good, thank you. It's, it's, uh, it's a pleasure to join you today. Oh, no, the pleasure is mine. Now, let's let's just crack on. Ancient Ramen. Now, most Haunted fans will know this very, very well, and they'll know the episode of Ancient Ramen. But we're not talking about most Haunted. We're going to talk about Your Duty Rhino, which is a very unusual name. Where did that come from first? It is. I've, I've, I've been a, a content creator for 10 years now, and uh, originally it started off... We were playing uh, horror video games and uh, we, we played some games. We got all the recordings and then we thought, well, we put it onto YouTube and we, we didn't have a name. And it was me and another guy. And uh, we, we, we realized we called each other dude a lot. So we were like, okay, let's have something <laughs> dudey something. And then we just went through lots of different, uh, different words and just landed on Doody Rhino. And it's just stuck. And here I am 10 years later. It's my full-time occupation. And uh, I, don't, I don't have a choice in the name. But it, I think it stands out a little bit at least, which is, uh, which is good. Yes, it, it, it really does. So um, the episode I was watching was the ancient Ramin. And an awful lot happened to you there. And some of the things were a little bit similar to the things that happened to us. Um, and I, re I remember very well doors locking on us and not being able to sort of get in all right. And I, I remember feeling very claustrophobic and hearing sort of yeah. disembodied voices. And um, I also remember, I don't, I don't think this happened to you guys, but um, Stuart was battered by something. Um, and wow. then he lost all his hair, um, which was really yes, quite I'd, horrid. I've heard but, about this. Yeah. But tell us about your experiences there. Due to shows like your own, stepping into the ancient Ram Inn, I was actually quite starstruck by a building, which was the first time ever. You know, it's like, oh my God, I've seen this on so many shows and mm. and, and here I am. Um, but it did, it, it actually felt like an entity within itself, just the building, which was quite unnerving. And we did an initial sweep during the day, um, which I find is always a, a little bit lighter, you know. And as soon as the sun went down, it just took a, a life of its own. And and we did lots of different tests, and we found, you know, that we were getting some strange responses. Uh, we did the Estes method for the first time ever at the ancient Ram Inn, and there were some very strange responses on that. And, you know, there was lots of knocks and, and things going on throughout the building uh, for the duration. And then, uh, as I'm sure you've seen, towards the end, something happened that, for me personally, I've I've come at this with a skeptical mindset, but rather than being, you know, someone who's like, oh, I don't know if I believe in this, so I'm going to judge everyone else. I thought, no, I'm going to go and I'm going to try and discover for myself: is there something? Is there something that cannot be explained here? And 
towards the end of that ancient Ramin video, which I'm sure we'll discuss, something happens that to this day has entirely shifted my whole perception on the paranormal to a point where the only logical explanation is, funnily enough, a paranormal explanation because nothing else could have possibly caused what happened that night, which still to this day gives me goosebumps. It really well, I can does. hear everybody now going, well, go on then, go on, tell us, tell <laughs> us. Just tell us, because it, it, it really is. And like I say, you can, you can watch this episode as well, can't you, on your YouTube channel. So just tell everybody, or, or if you don't want to know, then block your ears now. So go on, yeah. tell everybody what happened. Okay, I, I feel like it's important to, to set a few things before I set. So obviously when um, I hired the ancient ram in, there is, it's all fenced off and you get a code to the gate of the fence. And then there is a code on the front door. And this is really important because I want to make sure everyone knows that the only people, not just in the building, but on the grounds was me and my team of, uh, there was four of us in total. And basically towards the end, I like to do a um, Polaroids. Okay, so I like to do some some Polaroids and see if we catch anything on the Polaroids. So we do a final sweep of the building and we take some Polaroids. And as we're taking Polaroids downstairs, we notice really strangely a mirror in the corner of the room that is caked in dust because obviously this building is a thousand years old. And I thought it was quite cheesy that I saw that someone, not one of our team, but maybe someone previous or maybe something paranormal, had written the word demon mm. into the mirror and i thought that's a little bit on the nose but okay <laughs> anyway so we, we we go through we go upstairs and i have this all it's it's cut up in the video for pacing however i have this entire stretch of content a to b no cuts on my computer we go up we go past the mirror and we go upstairs we do some polaroids and then we come back downstairs and as we come down the stairs we noticed that the mirror that had the word demon like scribed into it with three or four fingers had been wiped out. We were already spooked at this point because that building is, is really creepy and we had some you know weird things happen throughout the night. But that moment, knowing where my team was the entire time, knowing there was no one else in that building, categorically knowing there was no one else in that building, knowing that the layout of that room, there was like benches and barrels between us and and the and the mirror. We'd have had to climbed over. Like I knew 100, I know 100%, no one touched that mirror. And yet within three or four minutes of seeing the word demon on that mirror, it was wiped away. And that to me was like, oh, wow. The literally, and I'm a very, very logical person. And I was skeptical going into that building. The only explanation, which is actually making me, um, yeah, a little bit chilled just even thinking about it in such detail. The only explanation is something paranormal physically interacted with that mirror to wipe away that word because I know it wasn't my team. I know there was no one else in there. I know it wasn't us. It just, that, that, that 
you have to understand it literally changed the fundamentals <laughs> of like everything that I thought about literally this sounds so extreme of it I apologize but literally our universe I was like hang on a minute there is something that has interacted here that has no grounded logical explanation unless you entertain the idea of the paranormal and that just for me literally changed my whole life and perspective in that one moment and i i know exactly what you mean because i've i've been there and lived it and uh, uh, you know in in all the years i've been doing it and i've had many of those experiences and it just blows yeah. your mind and freaks you out quite a bit Absolutely. and you can't stop thinking about it and it does it really yeah. does you're quite right opens your mind to hang on a minute there's 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 I, what's going on in the universe the multiverse this, this yeah. is so much bigger than we even we can even comprehend so it does it, it does that Absolutely. for you but i also know that in that ancient ramen what happened to stuart and seeing the effect on him. Um, for those of you who who haven't seen the episode, we're in this sort of, I don't know what it is because it was years ago when we went, but it was sort of like this um, building and it had um, sort of loads of wood and bits and pieces all piled in it. Um, and we were walking along on some planks and the next thing, Stuart just screams and he falls down on the floor and he's, you know, in a fetal position and he's, ah! And he's really shouting and screaming, and he's covering yeah. his head, and 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 then he was. In t I mean, we had to. He didn't want to be put on camera, but he was in absolute tears, and he said mm. something was beating me up. Something was, beating, you know, could this be the demon that had had written yeah. on the mirror, or not? Could it be just a spirit going? I'm going to scare the shit out of these people. This is what I'm going to do. Yeah. You know, we yeah. don't know, but there is something very malevolent in that place um, that just likes to mess and, and, and play with people. And, and how wonderful that you managed to capture that, though. And yet there'll always be, always, won't there? And it's very frustrating because you film stuff, you put it out there for people to watch and enjoy and hopefully, you know, give them the, oh, wow, God, I'm going to go out and investigate this place myself. But you'll always have the, what a load of rubbish, you made it up, yeah. one of your team wrote it. Isn't it annoying when you know that you haven't? It's <laughs> so, it, yeah, it's so frustrating. But what I've actually said on, on camera, I've said, look, I'm... I'm actually going to be, I've said this, I'm like, do you know what, guy? I'm actually going to be a little bit selfish here because I am doing this to try and prove this to myself. So I know in my heart of hearts, I'm not going to fake anything. But I also know full well, full well, I can walk into a haunted building, okay, and film a full-blown apparition in front of me and be like, oh my, I have just captured the Holy Grail. Like, this is a ghost here it is. Let me show the world and you will still have people say you faked that. So knowing <laughs> a part of me that knows that, knows that you will never satisfy certain people. No. I just think, do you know what? I'm just going to do this um, for the people that do appreciate I, it. Because, you know, exactly. there, will just, there will just be naysayers yeah, everywhere. Exactly. When you know? we did, um, oh, went with Woodhouse and we filmed 
we thought, oh, we've captured a ghost. And then I looked at it carefully. I went, no, that's Stuart. That is the back of Stuart. And it's 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 the see-through image of a man walking up the stairs. But Carl and Stuart are filming it. And I said, oh, my God, this is classic stone tape theory. And it was, it was bizarre. But what got us was is that on an edit, you can see, can't you, where the cut points are, where somebody has made an effect – um, we work on Avid. Um, so you can see the timeline. You can see everything. Well, Carl took the card out of that camera and put it, and we filmed it and put it straight into Avid. And all you see is that is the original timeline. And you can see there's no effects. There's nothing. Even that wasn't good enough for everybody. Even that, yeah. it was, you know, some people were like, like you say, the people that really love it and believe it, that's great. And they loved it. But the naysayers mm-hmm. will go, no, you put an effect on there. It's like, you can clearly see we haven't put an effect on there. We're showing you the timeline and it's it's yeah. it's just not there, but it's never good enough. It will never, no one will ever believe us. No one will ever believe us. So we've just got to keep going and doing it for ourselves, I think, and the fans of, of people yeah. that really love it. You know, like you just said, brilliant. First of all, if you really don't believe this this much, why have you clicked on this video? But anyway, why don't you, why don't you go and just tr- just try it for yourself? Because that's all I'm. That's all I was doing. I was like, you know what? Rather than being like, ah, I don't know if I believe that. I thought, no. Why don't you put yourself in these situations and see if you, if you find anything? And and when that mirror happened, it was it was it was. Do you know what it was? And I've said this a few times actually since doing this. It's really a be careful what you wish for. <laughs> because it's like I, I think I wanted this, but now it's happening. I don't think I want this anymore. You know, because it is terrifying. <laughs> it, it is, is terrifying. Where where would you like to go to next? I mean, it is terrifying, but I think you're going to say the same thing uh, that I am. You can't help yourself, can you? It's like, well, where, where's next? Oh my god, yeah. I'm so terrified, but I can't. It's so exciting. It's a roller coaster ride. So, where for you would you like to go next? I don't look so much at. Um, specific locations, more so the type of location. So I've done, for example, um, Daring Woods. I've done the RAF base. I've done um, the Ancient Ram Inn. I've done 30s Drive. So I think like, you know, you've done a forest there. You've done a hospital. You've done an old inn. You've done a, a, a house. You know, I'd love to do a prison next and, you know, things like that. I think at the moment, kind of like going for for locations um not not generalized because obviously they need the history etc but yeah i'm just kind of like ticking off more types of locations and specific locations but i have to say weirdly and i've heard people say this and it's so true um so when i was at the ancient ram inn it was terrifying and by the end of the night honestly if you said to me by the end of that night here is ten thousand pounds. Go walk in that building, uh, the whole the whole building by yourself. I would have turned you down. Like that's how <laughs> terrifying you know. that building got by the end. Yeah. And yet, yeah. a few days later, I was like, I really need to go back yeah. to the ancient Ram Inn. It's strange how it like draws you in. But ju- I just want to pick up on something actually that you said earlier about you know pot- potential malevolent demon or something in the ancient Ram Inn because, like I said, we were doing the Estes method, which by the way I love. 
the Estes method. I just think it's it's just... Yeah, just just to explain, we talked about the Estes method um, on a previous podcast some time ago now. And it it really is quite an interesting thing. And I've done it a few times on Most Haunted Experiences. And we've had some really interesting um, results. And it's something for any young paranormal groups that are starting out. Do you just want to explain briefly, Jordan, what it is and how it works so that anybody listening starting out could actually... You know, it it can be really interesting, can't it? It really can because – so you you use um, a spirit box, which, you know, just – it cycles through radio stations, doesn't it? And I guess the theory is it's cycling through so quickly that you shouldn't get – a coherent sentence because of what it's cycling through and and the spirits can pick up on the the um the device and kind of you know communicate through it i think is my understanding of how this works and you see it quite often you know you've got a spirit box there and you're kind of speaking to the room and then a voice will come through but the estes method adds another layer whereby you put headphones into the device so only one person can hear what is coming through the box and they also can't hear the questions questions that are being asked which adds a whole nother layer because it's like okay maybe something coherent comes through the box however if it accurately answers a person that they that you know a question that hasn't been heard by the person speaking on behalf of the spirit box then the chances of that are so well, probably next nigh on impossible. So that that kind of adds a real cool kind of layer to it. And um so that that's the the Estes method. Um and- it's interesting. Yeah. I mean, me personally, I'm not a fan of the spirit uh, the the spirit boxes. We introduced them many years ago and I just myself and Glenn Hunt, we just find because you're using the radio airwaves, it's just, you know, it could just be, you know, pareidolia, you know, you're making something fit because you want it to fit. But when you put the Estes method in with it, it can be really interesting. I always say, let's try it with just an EVP recorder. Let's just try it recording. And if you get a word or a sentence from that, in a closed environment, that is absolutely fascinating. You know, you could say, can you finish Can you finish this rhyme? Roses are red, violets are, and then if you get the word blue come through, and, I mean, that's so cool. Yeah. Love it. So, yeah, yeah that, that's, it's, it's, it's a nice, nice, uh, nice thing to try. Um, can I just say Jordan? Jordan Hopes from uh, Doody Rhino YouTube channel, um, who's done so many uh, different uh, investigations and really, really, really impressive. And if you fancy watching Jordan and his team, then please go to that YouTube channel. Um, can I say it's been an absolute pleasure, Jordan? It really, really has. Um, and oh, please you. keep in touch and let us know if you capture anything else and come back on the show and talk about it. Look forward to hearing from you. Absolutely, anytime. Thank you so much for having me on, Yvette. I really, really do appreciate it. It was a pleasure to meet you. Now let's take a moment with our friend Paul as we take time to just breathe. And this week, we'll be looking at a practice we can all do before bed. Every night before you go to sleep, I want you to take five minutes and realize that you are going to program your subconscious mind. Your subconscious mind is most at home when you are unconscious, you're asleep. If you spend the last five minutes of every day, as so many do, reviewing all the things that you don't like, 
all the things that didn't work out, how terrible you feel, who was mean to you, who said this, who said that, and you're constantly doing this kind of thing, then you are programming your subconscious mind that when you awake first thing in the morning, because you have marinated your mind for eight long hours with all those crazy thoughts, they will still be there the next day. And to top it off, you'll be so disappointed. Every night for the rest of your life, I want you to take five minutes before you go to sleep and realize you are about to program your mind. Picture how you want situations to be. Feel the emotion of that. Breathe with this emotion. Make it feel real. Make this your habit before you go to bed. And then you'll have eight hours of happy, joyful and pleasurable marinating. You'll be creating a bright and happy future for yourself. And the rest of the world can just carry on as normal. So join me and just close your eyes. Feel the relaxation in your eyes. Feel the relaxation in your jaw and your neck. Feel the relaxation in your shoulders and your arms. Feel the relaxation in your upper chest and your lower abdomen. Feel the relaxation in your hips and legs and knees. And feel that relaxation in your calves and your feet. And breathe, feeling your whole body is now relaxed. And in your mind, imagine you're walking down a pebbly footpath to the beach. Feel those stones underneath your feet. Feel how uncomfortable they are. How they make you twitch and hop because they're sharp and they're smooth. They're all different surfaces there which Give different feelings to the soles of your feet. And just ahead of you, you can see a sandy path coming to you. And as you reach the sandy path, you take one step onto it. And you feel the pleasure of the warm sand beneath your feet. And the second foot walks on the sand. And again, you feel the warm pleasure of walking on soft, warm sand. And now you continue your journey on the sand taking in everything that is around you. The warm sea breeze as it comes across your skin, the smell of the seaweed. And then you can see the ocean. And as you walk up to the ocean, you tiptoe in that water, feeling how warm it is between your toes and around your heels and your ankles. And you slowly wade in up to your knees, again, feeling the warmth of the ocean. The energy of the ocean and you take walk further in all the way up to your waist and here you stand feeling the warmth of the ocean and raise your arms above your head and feel the warmth of the sun upon your skin and just stay in that feeling that feeling that you have created that feeling you can take with you into the next moment so remember, you have a choice. Make the choice that makes every waking moment feel joyful, 
pleasurable, happy, and full of love. So, just remember, Paul says, just breathe. Thank you for listening to Paranormal Activity with me, Vet Fielding, and a huge thanks to all our lovely listeners for sharing their paranormal stories with us. You can get in touch and share your own stories at this address. It's contact at paranormalpod.co.uk and we are on WhatsApp and the phone number is 075-999-27537 and we are on Instagram and the handle is at paranormalactivitypod. You can stay up to date with the newest episodes by giving us a follow and we'll be back again same time next week. But if you can't wait until then, visit us at this address. It's www.paranormalpod.co.uk where you can find options to get episodes a day early. And you can also listen to past episodes, particularly the reincarnation one I mentioned earlier. Have a great week. Stay safe. And if you hear anything strange murmuring in the background, it's not paranormal. It's my bulldog Watson snoring. Anyway, I'll leave you with that thought. Lots of love. Remember, things aren't always as they seem. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.